Браха. So I share a thought from the Fabrengen that we gave um, in uh, Tavshim and Vav, 1986, um, 1987 already, uh, about the meaning of today. Today is the birthday of the Rebbe Marash, and although the Rebbe Marash taught so many things, but um, the Rebbe referred to Rebbe by one of his teachings. I've actually his name, the Rebbe called Emarash by the name of, of one of his teachings. And it sounds like the way the Rebbe says that like the, this was his only teaching, but um, it wasn't. He t- taught so many things in Chassidus and Nigla, uh, but the Rebbe highlighted one of his teachings, which is the world says if you can't go under an obstacle, go over the obstacle. And I say to the Emarash, go straight over. So in this Febrengen, the um, Rebbe connected this teaching of the Marash with the time that the uh, Rebbe Marash's birthday fell out. That year, with the Chumash, with the Perkyavis, with the Zayar, um, with the Gemara and Saita. So let's get right to it. Let's run a couple of, a couple of ideas, at least, from this Febrengen. Um, the Zayar, Parsha there's a story about two tzaddikim, they're walking together, and they see a guy riding on a horse on Shabbos, and he uh, takes a branch off a tree, and he starts hitting the horse. So on the surface, what the guy was doing was making one mistake after another. Now to ride on a horse on Shabbos, now to pull a branch off a tree on Shabbos. So one mistake led to another. So instead of them looking at this event as, uh, on the surface, what does this event teach us? This event teaches us how careful you have to be from doing the wrong thing. One wrong thing leads to doing another wrong thing. So but instead of that being the lesson they learned from this, um, they, they, they learned something completely different. They learned, they, 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 one tzaddik said to the other, you know what this event teaches us? Vizkadishtim vizkadishtim. What is that concept? It says in Tanya, uh, based upon the Gemara, the Gemara says, The person sanctifies himself a little bit in this world, so Hashem sanctifies him so much more. Hashem gives you so much more. You make a little effort, you make, try to make yourself a little bit holier. So God lifts you up in the language of the Alter Rebbe and Tanya, the Alt, Hashem gives you, so you are Rav Otsum, a tremendous assistance from, to, to do your service of Hashem. So even though you're not yet, uh, uh, you haven't gotten rid of all the negative things inside, but just by making a step forward and, and making yourself a little bit holier, so that invites Hashem's assistance, not just a little assistance, but so you are Rav's awesome, tremendous assistance. So that uh, teaching um, is seemingly the opposite of the teaching that, uh, that they should have learned from the event that they saw. They saw a guy make one mistake, then make a second mistake, so on the surface, what they should learn from this, this is, is that you should be careful not to make mistakes. If you make one mistake, you can make another mistake. But there's really two different ways of, of um, two different areas of service of Hashem. One area of service of Hashem is sur meirah, turning away from evil. The, way of, the other way of serving Hashem is doing good. Asetayf. So on the surface, as Chassidus brings analogy, 
you first have to get rid of the negative, get rid of all the schmutz, all that's not that's not meant to be there, and then you can bring in the uh, beautiful um, uh, items that will beautify the home. You want to prepare for a king's arrival. First, get clean the home, and then bring in all of the beautiful furniture and ornaments to decorate the home. That's the that's what you would think. So this. So I have some issues. So before I I uh, bring in um, godliness and holiness in my life, I would think the first thing I do is get rid of the negative. So here we see in the story that the, what do these tzaddikim say? That the, what's the message from the story? You see, you're making a mistake, and that mistake leading to another mistake. Instead of dealing with the evil, instead, as it says in Tanya, uh, in chapter twenty nine, Alter says. That a, a, a little bit of light pushes away lots of darkness. So instead of dealing with the issue of the darkness by, 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 by trying to figure out where the darkness is coming from and why I'm doing this and going deeper into my psyche and to, and to analyze and, and to uncover the, my, my, the ghosts that are in my closet, uh, instead I go straight to, straight to adding light. And the way the light pushes away the darkness is not in a way that the light talks to the darkness and deals with the darkness and, and tries to remove the darkness. Rather, a little bit of light pushes away the darkness automatically. I think it was the language from Tanya. Automatically by itself. That means that that instead of going with dealing with, with the darkness and the thing and going under the obstacle and avoiding it and dealing going straight for a whole other way of uh, going higher. I'm going to add more holiness to my life. Add more holiness to my life automatically. Uh, that will cause Hashem's assistance. So they, so they looked at this uh, negative event and they said, what does this event teach us? You sanctify yourself a little bit, you get so much, so much assistance from Hashem. Instead of, which itself is uh, uh, fascinating how they saw this in this event, which the Rebbe didn't mention this, but it sounds very similar to the next teaching that Rebbe learned from, the, from the, how the Chathchel Rebbe is connected to the Gemara that we're learning now, Masech Tosayta. The, the custom is that during Sefer Seymer, we study Masech Tosayta. Why do we study Masech Tosayta? There's Torah, You should count for yourself the day after Shabbos, seven complete weeks. So the Zayar compares the counting of the seven weeks to the counting of the seven days, that a woman, before she is allowed to be with her husband, she has to count for seven days. In a similar way, before we receive the Torah at Har Sinai, we have to purify ourselves for seven weeks. So that's what the Torah means when, it's, when it says, lochem, Usfartem doesn't just mean to count, Usfartem means the word Usfartem comes from the word sapphire. And a Jew is meant to beautify himself and adorn himself and make himself holier. And the, the uh, sacrifice that was brought uh, the day after the first day of Pesach was a barley offering. Why barley? So it says that barley is connected to, and barley is an animal food. And so the role of, of uh, what we need to do during the time of Sir Saimer is to purify our animal soul. As the uh, Omer was made of barley, barley and animal food. So to the role of this time of year is to focus on the animal urges and stuff that's inside of us and our tendencies and our behavior and, our, and, to, tra- and, to, and to beautify and to transform it. That's the power of, uh, of these days. That's why the Torah says you should count the day after Shabbos. Why is it the day after Shabbos? 
It's not the day after Shabbos, it's the day after Yantiv. And that actually caused a lot of uh, discord and argument in the time of the Talmud. Um, as the Gemara says, that the Tzedukim, they said that, that, that Pesach should always fall out on, on Shabbos. That way, the day after Shabbos is the day after Yantiv, like it does this year. So, the day after Shabbos is actually connected to the idea of the limitation of the world. Seven days, the seven day cycle has to do with nature and limitation. And beyond Shabbos, the day after Shabbos means something infinite. So Hashem gives us this infinite power during this time of year to rectify all the issues we have there in also. And that's why we learn the tractate Sota. This woman who is suspected of being unfaithful to her husband, the Gemara says her deeds are similar to the deeds of an animal. And therefore, her sacrifice is also the sacrifice of animal food. Her sacrifice, like the Omer sacrifice, was made of barley. So, therefore, we learn the tractate of Sechta Seita. It's, it's meant to rectify your animal soul as well. So that means that the pages of the Mesechta, uh, since there's 49 pages in, in, this, in this tractate, so we learn each day in another, another page. Um, and each day, the page that you're learning is connected to the, to the theme of that day. So today we're learning page uh, 17 of the Gemara. And so page 17 has connection to the, the message of the Rebbe Marash. Uh, the, 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 as it says in Tehzei Yom Yom, that the Rebbe Marash was a child, uh, I think seven years old it says, right? seven years old, you know. he did so well in his studies that the Malamid, his, his teacher told Tzemach Tzedek, now what do you say? He's doing good. So Tzemach Tzedek said, um, now seven years old. So what do, what do you say? This guy is good. So the Tzemach Tzedek said, Why is it, what is the excitement about Teferis Shebet Teferis doing good? In other words, because Adam Rashi was born on Teferis Shebet Teferis, he was born today, which is the, the sphere of Teferis Shebet Teferis, of course Teferis Shebet Teferis does good. Like, like that, that's what Teferis Shebet Teferis is. What does that mean? What does Teferis have to do with doing good? So Teferis is a third of the Sviris. And the Sviris in general correspond to our, our patriarchs, Armitz and Yaakov, correspond to the various Sviris. The third Sviris, the Sviris of Teferis, is connected to the infinite light of Hashem. Why? Because Ches Teferis is, Teferis is called beauty. What is beauty? Beauty is something which isn't a single color. If it's a single color, it's not called beautiful. Beautiful means something which is made of many colors. So since the contrast, and yeah, it, it creates, creates this, the, the beauty. So the sphere of Teferis uniquely is not only one theme like all the other spheres. Teferis includes within a chasr and gvura. And all chasr and gvura are like... Probably a concept on its own. Huh? It takes conscious to beauty. Interesting. Right? Right. It takes conscious to create beauty, right. So, so, so in order to con- cause a convergence between chasr and gvura, which are opposites, requires something infinite, something otherworldly, something something bleak vul, something something higher. So the, that's why you, the various names of Hashem correspond to various things, uh, various revelations of Hashem. Hashem reveals Himself different ways. Um, as it says in the Talmud, Hashem says, I am called according to my deeds. So which name of Hashem is associated with Teferis? The highest, Yud Kevavke. Yud Kevavke, the infinite light of Hashem, is associated with Teferis. And that's why we find a Yaakov who corresponds to the Ferris, we find Ufaratsta. The blessing that Hashem gave Yaakov is that he should spread from the east to the west, north and south, and not just to spread, but Ufaratsta means to break boundaries, to go, to, go, to go beyond all limits. So why did Yaakov get this blessing? Because Yaakov's Svira is the Ferris, the Ferris associated with the, with the infinite. 
So, getting back to now this, this, this Gemara, how do you see this idea of Teferis, the infinite, in the Gemara of today? So Gemara says that we have to wear, on a tzitzis, we have to wear Techelas. Interesting teaching there, but there was father. His father says actually that the reason we don't wear these, this, this um, color on our, on our, on our tzitzis today is not only because we don't have the chalaz um, and fish to dye our tzitzis, but according to Kabbalah, the whole idea of this dye is not relevant during the time of the exile. This, this, this dye is only re- relevant um, after the base of Two days ago, you had that question. So it's not only that we don't have the fish, but it's not even relevant nowadays because it's something which is associated with the time of the base of English. Anyways, so. So what does the Gemara say? Why are you supposed to call your tzitzis that way? The Gemara says, because what's the purpose of wearing tzitzis? It says, you look, you look at the tzitzis, you remember the mitzvahs of Hashem. So how do the tzitzis remind you of Hashem? So it says that the color of the tzitzis looks like the color of the ocean, and the color of the ocean looks like the color of the sky, and the color of the sky looks like the throne of glory of Hashem. So you look at the tzitzis and the tzitzis, you're reminded of the glory of Hashem, and therefore you remember the mitzvahs of Hashem. But it doesn't sound like it's so easy to remember Hashem by looking at the color of the tchelis. The color of the tchelis is a bluish green, similar to the color of the ocean. And that is similar to the color of something else, which is similar. So I have to meditate about, oh, this looks like the ocean. Then I have to meditate further, how the ocean looks like, looks like the sky. And the Gemara Yerushalmi actually says it's not just that the ocean looks like, looks like the sky, it's the ocean looks like asabim, like some kind of herbs. And those herbs look like the sky. And the sky looks like this. So, so it's a very far um, a juxtaposition of, of the tzitzis to God's throne. But that's the idea of a chathil ribber. Chathil ribber means that a person looks, a Jew has the ability to look at the depth of the depth of something, the innermost, innermost um, he's able to look very deeply at something which on the surface, is, doesn't, you don't see the depth. So a Jew looks at that tzitzis, and instead of him thinking that it looks like the ocean, he right away sees this and, and it reminds him of Hashem. That means a Jew is able to pierce far beneath the opaque uh, surface of something and see the innermost uh, meaning of it. So this is so the two teachings we have from the Zohar and from, and from the Gemara of today are teach us two different things about Lachat Chalilibah. The Zohar tells us you have an issue dealing with evil. Instead of dealing with the evil, go bring more light in your life, bring more kedusha in your life. The kedusha you'll bring will lift you up. And the second lesson is how much should you go for? How much kedusha should you go for? How high should you try to reach? So the the teaching that we have from the Gemara today is go all the way. Don't be satisfied with with uh, looking at things in an external way. Go according to the innermost depth of things. And this is also connected to the Pirkeyavis. Uh, Pirkeyavis talks about how there are five, five sages of Israel. And each of the sages of Israel um, had their own virtue. There was one sage of Israel, another sage of Arach, And each of them had a different virtue. And it says that if all the sages of Israel were on one scale... The lesbian Hukunus was on the other side, he would outweigh them all. Why? What was his virtue? His virtue was, he was he doesn't forget anything. Okay? That was his virtue. But then it says, if you take all the sages of Israel, including the Blazman Hukunus, and you weigh him against the Lesbian Arach, the Lesbian Arach would outweigh them all. What is the Blazman Arach's virtue? His virtue was Mainam Zagamber. He was someone who was able to create his own insights. 
He was like a, a, a overflowing um, wellspring. So, so what's the what's the message of, of this, and how does it relate to a chatchila river? The difference between a wellspring and a river is a river is full of water. A wellspring, the way it works is it goes drop by drop, drop by drop emerges. So a Jew might say, you know what? I'm going to start making strides in my service of Hashem. When I gather lots of drops together and I have a little bit of a stream, and then when I'm streaming, then I'll be able to stream, you know? But says uh, the Gemara that who, that Rebbe Lezer, Benarach, he outweighs them all. That means a Jew is able to uh, be a mine and misgaber, is able to, to use whatever he has drop by drop, and actually, like we learned from the Gemara and Seita, uh, actually, I forgot to mention, this Gemara and Seita of today is number 17. 17 is good. So we're able to, to, to do amazing, great stuff with what we have. We don't have to wait until we, 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 we are, uh, learn a lot of things, and like Abba and remember all those things, but go straight to the and use what Hashem gives us to, 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 make, to make steps in our service of Hashem. Not just make steps, but as we learned from the Gemara, to right away see the Ptimis, to right away go to, to see the innermost meaning of things. And, and, uh, you, you, hear, you hear the words? You got the idea? You're asking me? Yeah. I understand. I have a question for you. Go ahead. It's a little different. What's the difference between a wave offering and a compass offering? That's sort of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, I'm not sure, but, I want, but on the subject, I want to talk about the wave offering for a second. Okay. It says in Gemara, you're supposed to weigh the sacrifice back and forth and up and down. So the Rebbe says, there are times in your life that you're up there are times in your life, then you're down. Back and forth has to do with how you reach out to other people in your life, how you go, how, your, your, your extension of yourself. Right. You might think, when do I go back and forth when I'm up? When I have something to share, when not, not when I'm just to have a little bit, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm down, I have only a little bit to share, then I can share. There it says, whether you're up or whether you're down, you got to go back and forth. you got you got you got to... Uh, and that sacrifice is consumed by the... Which sacrifice? The sacrifice of the, of the Omer? I think the elevation often you're referring to is I'm not, I'm not sure like the the English term is versus there is a circus sacrifice which is called the sacrifice of elevation oil of a year because there are different classes of people that bring the sacrifice bring different kinds of sacrifice depending on their financial status. Well, let's just wrap up the, the, the message of the Emirash. The Emirash is telling us a wrap up. Let's open the message of the, message of the Emirash and let's take it home. The Emirash is telling us that we have to not look at our, 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 the faults or our deficiencies and go straight over our limitations. And uh, if you see some issues, add good, add light. And the Hashem will, by opening the door for more light in your life, Hashem will give you tremendous assistance. And don't limit yourself to how much you could do. You have something and you're able to go. L'chaim, l'chaim. Mm-hmm.